It's the right hook health checkup. Uh, important because, of course, uh, the suffering as I am from the dreaded gout, uh, we can spend the next 20 minutes on my health issues rather than anybody else's. Kira Kelly, uh, welcome I, to the programme. Thank you very much, George. I thought we did that every week. <laughs> well, I have to tell you something, Kira. I've studied all the questions. Have you? And I feel in every single one, I am better capable of answering them. I'm actually quite tired, George, so fire ahead. I'll sit back and, you know, let it all wash over me. It's perfect. Well, now, this one is interesting. Uh, it's a 38-year-old woman in Dublin, right? Suffers badly, desperately, in fact, with anxiety. Uh, she's on Effexor. Yeah. And then she had a fluttering in her chest, catching her breath. She had chest x-ray. Clear. Okay. ECG. Clear. Uh but then she's worried if she had a lump in the windpipe, uh, would it show up on the chest x-ray? Because when she gets this flutter, she thinks there's something in her windpipe. Okay. Answer, please. Um, obviously, this lady is suffering from anxiety. Um, now, having said that, I'm not a great fan of Effexor, the drug, Venlafaxine. Um, it, Are you not? No, I'm not, because it is. it has some quite nasty potential side effects. Like? Well, including putting up your blood pressure and putting a little bit of pressure in your cardiovascular system. So I do think that somebody who's suffering from palpitations on Effexor needs a full physical workup. Um, and and they, is there an alternative? Like when yeah, I there are, all, there are alternatives. Okay. Yeah, but actually, again, Effexor is quite a nasty drug to come off as well. Well, it, it, people have what's called a discontinuation syndrome and they can become reasonably unwell trying to get off you're that drug. Me. Yeah, it's not it's, it's not my favorite drug. And you're giving this to people. Uh, one is giving one this. is giving uh, this to people. I tend with not anxiety. to initiate that as a drug right. personally. Um but having said that they could all be symptoms of anxiety as well, George. Palpitations, lump in your throat, bit of fluttery feeling, all the kind of stuff. That that could be all anxiety, you know? So I think can I say something? You want to interject at this point? Yeah. Okay. They are, when you uh, suffer from anxiety, I thought it was really interesting that this lady got a clear ECG, got a clear chest X-ray, but is then worrying, is there something else? This sadly, surely, is part, apart from the awful drug she's on, is part and parcel of anxiety, isn't it? Kind of. Uh, well, it certainly could be, but I would like something cardiovascular ruled out as well because I actually don't like the drug that she's on. All right, okay. Is that reasonable? Right. Well, I'm not using it for my gout anyway, I can tell you. No. <laughs> not suitable for gout. All right. right, George. There's this, this no children, right? Yeah. How can I stop my... Not me. Listener. How can I stop my bloody child picking his nose, <laughs> right? He gets into... It, sometimes it bleeds. Child is nine. Then a female, uh, Gemma. Bites her nails. Mm -hmm. She's 23, child in my standards. And son 15, I leave that one. Go back to the two that are uh, addictive. B -b picking your nose. Well, they're or compulsive and behavioural. That's, the word, that's yeah. what you mean, isn't it? Yeah. 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 Um, you, want, you want my opinion or you want to give an opinion? No, I'll go with you. Okay. What I would suggest is for the child, um, habits 
are quite hard to break but they can be challenged one of the ways of doing it particularly for a child is stuff like star charts okay um, the poor kid's nose first of all if his nose is being picked so much that it's bleeding he may need some cream up his nose uh, I'd start with something simple like Vaseline to help it right. uh, heal but if that's not enough there are other creams because he may even have an infection in the lining of his nose at this point but I would suggest that and it's very hard because he'll do it on the sneaky sly and I know that but I would suggest that this kid is given a star chart for not picking his nose I pick my nose Still to this day. Well, I never picked it until I got old. I wonder what did I do. I went the opposite way. Instead of kicking my nose as a child. You're regressing now. You're in second I, yeah, childhood. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think children with behavioural issues, and it's a behavioural issue. I don't mean I don't mean he's badly behaved, but I mean is it, it, this is a, something that it's a behavioural thing that he's doing. Um, I would suggest star charts for stuff like this. All right, but and positive reinforcement. Now, Twenty-three. Yeah, that's another one. That's another one that, that you know... A pal of mine used to bite his nails down to the very quick. Oh. Well, what I would suggest, this is a 23-year-old girl, isn't it? Yeah. Tell her to get a set of shellac false nails and let her nails grow up. She won't pick those. They're expensive and they look nice. Let's use vanity here. <laughs> that's a great answer. I couldn't have come up with that one. I'm so glad I asked you about that one. But I'm not letting you away with the next one. All right, this one you're taking this one, are you? No, you do it. Okay. But, I, but if you don't get it right, if I don't get it right. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm. It's a you know. Kira, my son, fifteen, got hit on the back of the head with a football in school last week. Mm. He's still complaining of the odd headache and dizzy spell. I don't want to panic. And then says, "But should I bring him to the doctor?" I'll take it first, then you can reinforce it. Yes, you should. Absolutely. Yeah. Look, there's just no. Why? Why even question it? Well, yeah. you've got, you've had a head injury. This poor kid's a week on with with dizziness and headaches yeah. and what have you. Um, he's concussed till proven otherwise. Yeah. That's how I would look at it. And absolutely, he should be seen. Now, this one. And is he's also we should before he goes to see his doctor, he's off all contact sports as well. I hope he's that off video games. He's off strong light. The whole television, work, the whole works. All, don't you agree? I do agree, actually. Yeah, we're, yeah. On, we're on the same page for once, George. All right. No, we're always on the same page. We just you tend to be factual, whereas <laughs> I use more religious reasons and fic- fictional. Yeah, uh, this one's extraordinary. I wonder have you come across it. John always has dirt in his belly button. I saw this one. His wife is worried. He's scrubbing it and all that. Where is this dirt coming from? Seriously, is this guy having us on? I, I, I think I'm going to let you take this one, George. This one's for you. <laughs> I never had anything in my belly button. It's not all about you. You bring every single... No, but nobody. I never meant... My children didn't have dirt in their belly button, except when Alison, my youngest, came home with a bloody great kind of piece of metal in it and nearly had a seizure. And I, I presume, but that's women. I presume this man has an innie, not an outie. Um, why it's dirty, I don't know if he's scrubbing it and washing it. Oh, tell me about outies because by and large most belly buttons are innies. innies. But but there are outies. Have you ever seen because an Because of the way you, you cut the umbilical cord. That's just the way it heals. It doesn't it? And it doesn't really make any difference. It's not a big deal. Occasionally they're not truly outies. Occasionally, but this is kind of an irrelevance. Right. They're actually but small But you still have no idea where I'm wondering I'm just going to take a shot in the dark and wonder does this guy have some kind of a fungal infection that's a bit suppurative or something in in, in his belly button yeah. is there something going on but it's not dirt uh, I'm inclined to think if he's cleaning it it shouldn't be dirt clean it dry it and put some caldecine powder we love caldecine powder here on the Right Hook Health Check they send it by the bucket for George's yeah, groin yeah I have a dozen yeah, of it yeah he throws it on every evening um, I would say try something like that because I can't understand why if you're washing it it's still yeah, dirty yeah yeah I agree um, I, I don't know I, I don't know
Maybe it's no. not dirt. Maybe it's something else. Maybe I'm, it's pigment I, or something. I, I'm, I should have taken all these. Yeah, yeah. And well, if you feel free, I told you, I'm quite tired. My extraordinary generosity yeah. to you yeah. allows me you're to do throw it. me a bone Plus here. the Go fact on. you're paid a truckload yeah, of money absolutely. to answer these questions. Doc, so it appears to be addressed to you. Well, it could be either of us in fairness. True. Doctor of Laws, Hook. I'm constipated, Marquez, in the middle of the night, quite regularly. Twice a week at least. Gives me a pain in my stomach and bum when it happens, resulting in struggling to sleep. Am I okay? What do you mean by constipation? He, he wants to go to the bathroom. I think he must mean... And me- he can. Yeah, I think he must mean that. The fact that it is occurring in the middle of the night is kind of neither here nor there, to be honest. Correct. Um, but he's struggling with constipation. I think two things. One is, look at your diet, love. Um, cut back on your stodgy, starchy, white bread, white pasta, white rice, pizza bases, all that rubbish. Um, change all your carbs to brown. Increase your, your grain fibre, by which I mean stuff like, you know, eat porridge or eat bran flakes and stuff like that for your breakfast. Um, lots of fruit fibre and vegetable fibre as well lots of water possibly even some prune juice do all that if that's still not working you need medication yeah but but the thing is like I like to manage uh, constipation uh, with diet fruit and fibre in the morning right I've just monster you bowl tell of our people about your bowels again but George honest to God if you increase the fibre content of yeah. your diet and the fluid by and large, you won't be constipated well, unless there's another problem. Some people are prone to constipation. They're unlucky that way. But certainly this bloke, what we want is an increase in fibre, an increase yeah. in fluid, and then we'll see what happens. And he can get back to us and then we'll tell him what to yeah, do next. Yeah, because I'm actually enjoying it now. I don't bring the paper into the small oh, room no, or no, 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 no. That's way too much. Stop it now. The only problem... No, is, no stop. This, this is a true stop problem. Stop now. Oh, this is a serious... You know the way there's water charges. Right? Oh, Jesus, yeah. And they want you to reduce flushing and all that. Well, Ingrid's taking this to heart. And the flush, the water level in the cistern is quite low. I think you need a fuller cistern. Well, a lot of modern toilets have two different buttons, George, depending on what you're needing needing to flush. I saw that. Yeah. Well, Um, we live in an old house. Where am I going here? Oh, yeah. God knows. What about waking up in the morning with a very dry mouth? It's verging on painful. A um, couple of things that spring to mind here. Some people are dehydrated and in fact probably quite a lot of us are dehydrated, don't drink enough water, don't take in enough fluids during the day. That could give you a dry mouth. Some medication can give you a dry mouth, so you maybe want to have to review your medication with your doctor. But you know what gives loads of people a, a, a dry mouth when they wake up in the morning is mouth breathing in bed at night. So snorers, George, who... Like me. In through the nose, all that business. Um, they breathe through their mouths at night and that dries out the lining of their mouth and makes it very uncomfortable in the morning. But I never get dry we mouth. We should sleep with Not all closed. Snor- Snorers get get dry mouth. That's that's a pretty simplistic answer. Lots of lo, whoo, lots of people do get dry mouth from from mouth breathing overnight. And this this and they need their sinuses. They need their sinuses cleared. I haven't had a glass of water since 1956. Yes, yeah, the <laughs> Melbourne Olympics. So I mean, yeah, but you've had forty three cups of coffee so, so far I'm today. Not dehydrated. Yeah. Well, they're a diuretic. Now this you is could an be. interesting one from Keen Hegarty in Galway. Okay, hi Keen. Psoriasis. Yeah. Flares up. Seems to be getting worse every time. He uses your answer to every problem, a steroid cream. I'd like to point out that is not my answer to every steroid problem. Steroid creams, now, steroids generally are not like kind of the answer to the maiden's prayer. 
Steroid creams can affect your skin. They can, George. Right, so they, help them. They can, but but luckily most physicians know how to use them appropriately and only use them when they're indicated and warranted in a sparing manner in a timely fashion for as, as, as sort of a limited period. Just, just, just saying. Help him with his psoriasis. psoriasis. And don't be using steroid creams. So, well, first of all, most people need more than a steroid cream for psoriasis. They also need um, retinoids. They use like vitamin uh, A, sometimes vitamin D derivatives, mostly vitamin A. So they use things like Dovabet and Dovanex. Okay, so they use stuff that has uh, more than a steroid in there. But stress is a big killer for. Ah, oh, finally, you're unbelievable. You're le- you're you go on me. with all this Bunkum. medical Bunkum. gobbledygook, Gobbledygook. <laughs> and then you come to the actual Actual real reason. Yeah, stress is psoriasis a big, and stress yeah, are connected. A big thing. And if your stress and by the way, if your psoriasis is very bad, what a lot of people use is actually um, light therapy, which is what dermatologists now ultraviolet. Use for, yeah, for severe psoriasis. Yeah. Now it's a sunshine, sunshine thing. Sunshine. Yeah, it's all great. Um, but here's the thing: um, stress is a bad thing too. Try not to be stressed. Try and be happy. But choose happiness. George. I don't think like when you use the word stress, you kind of think that this person, you know, is on the verge of jumping off a wall all the time. It's an insidious kind of stress causes mm. psoriasis not immediately obvious well if you're someone who's prone to psoriasis and you're a bit stressed your psoriasis will be worse so yeah. like some of us like you know even in this room perhaps might be a little bit stressed but we may not break out in psoriasis as a consequence but there are people who get psoriasis when they get a bit stressed they All do right. so okay. so their stress levels may not be worse than yours All or mine but it manifests would with you the recommend an ESA a which gotcha Gotcha. Would you recommend an ESA? Uh, if I knew what it was, maybe. Medical professionals are now suggesting an ESA, which is a shorthand for emotional something, something. So uh, you don't know what it is either. I do. I do. <laughs> it's your, an animal. You have an animal, like a dog or right. whatever. So you say we should, he should get a pet for his psoriasis. Well, I'm only suggesting. But what happened last week on a flight from Seattle to Salt Lake City. Okay, don't know where the this person is going. Came, it's absolutely true. The person came on board, <laughs> sat in row 13G. With his puppy or whatever. His turkey. <laughs> I swear. His turkey. <laughs> that can't be true. How would a turkey lower your stress levels? Apparently. Pick your feckin' eyes They're out. called ESAs. <laughs> right. Eh... Uh, What's a gangalore? You, you have you have absolutely reached new heights on the right of health check, George. Who knew? Who knew among us that you were going to say that? What's a gangalore? Well, I show wrist? you a ganglion. That's a ganglion. See that pointy thing on the back of my wrist? Oh yeah. Yeah. It's Wait. a cyst in a tendon sheath over a joint. Um, I have one. They used to hit them over uh, with the Bible. They used to rupture them with Bibles, but they always recurred. With Bibles? They used to whack them up a big Bible and burst them and then they'd be gone. But they used to recur quite a lot. You can have them surgically removed. I would suggest, unless it's causing you problems, just don't bother. Don't bother. And they do tend to, this thing flares up. I, in case you're wondering what I'm showing him, I'm showing him my ganglion on the back of my wrist. Um, this thing flares there up. There is gets, quite a bump. Yeah, but you, you've never seen it before. Yeah, I have to do that to show you. Oh, right. You know what okay. I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but, you but, have but, to flex your wrist. Exactly. Look, I, we've, I've had enough of that. <laughs> but what about Damien as ingrowing hairs? What are ingrowing hairs? Oh, you know ingrown hairs, George? No. Um, you, well, okay. Damien shaves his chin and then what happens is the skin closes over the pores where the fo- hair follicles are and then the hairs try to come out through the chin and they don't come out through the hair follicles. They kind of curl around inside in the follicles and the follicles get swollen and there's this so kind of... So what do you do? Uh, 
it's quite tricky actually. He needs Is to it? exfoliate quite a lot. What? And he, he needs to exfoliate quite a lot. What's that? Removing the dead skin cells from his Using face. Using a Brazilian, is it? You Stop go, now, George. Is that what you use? No, the you use laser. an exfoliant. Laser. An exfoliant you use. Not laser. Not necessarily laser. He also may want to keep his chin a bit stubbly. He may want to keep his hair follicles with hair. But already. he says that's the point. He has to shave going to work. Can you just grow a beard and be a hipster like the rest of us? Not me, obviously. That's very clever. Yeah. I hadn't thought that. He could have a nice, neat, trimmed beard and he would look right. He would look very smart indeed. All right. And would be very suitable in Dublin too. Move to Spain if you have psoriasis. What? The sun? Is sun, it? exactly. All right. It's very true, actually. Well done. Please make G-Hook stop, Fiona says. <laughs> Please make G-Hook move to Spain. <laughs> this is interesting. Every child in the country has grommets. That's true. And what are they? Grommets, a listener asks. Grommets are little plastic uh, kind of vents that go into your tympanic membrane, which is also known as your eardrum. And they're given to kids who have chronic uh, middle ear infections. A lot of people misunderstand them and think that the middle ear drains out through the grommet, which is a little kind of a vent. It isn't. It actually allows a little bit of air to pass back into the middle ear and, and and allows the middle ear to be decompressed that way. It, it, and do they work? Yeah, they do work, but they, they're, they're not without their problems. They often have to be replaced. They fall out quite frequently. Um, and they aren't a, a, a be-all and end. They're not a panacea, but they improve things for kids who have chronic middle ear infections. And the reason we do that and right. isn't just to save them from the inconvenience. Is a lot of kids who have those chronic infections, um, their hearing is affected, which is a real bummer for them when they're in school because they can't That's hear. Absolutely true. Uh, I, what happened to my grandson? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, he had grommets and, and he couldn't hear. He all. can't hear anything and that holds yeah. him back educationally and, and, s- and socially as well so it's important. Tonsils and adenoids come in here Sometimes, somewhere? yes. All right. Yeah, upper, uh, uh, upper respiratory tract infections yeah. are all linked. Text from Patricia. I sincerely hope that Kira Kelly is being very well paid for her tolerance of G-Hook and his bowels, his gout and his patronising retort, says Patricia. <laughs> she is being very well paid. No one else would take the job except for huge money, uh, which we were prepared to pay. Uh, if they only knew, George. Why are all these people, this week it's a 35-year-old female, they're all worried about moles Oh, when yeah. they change colour yeah, or well, shape. Well, that's, that's what... Okay, let, let's talk briefly about moles and then we'll talk about the specific mole. Uh, moles, what are we looking at for changes in colour? Yes, if they're going very dark, particularly a bluey black colour, that's a bad sign. If they're getting bigger rapidly and, and or you've never seen them before or if they itch or if they bleed or if they're very irregular shaped as opposed to nice and smooth and round, then moles can be um, of some concern to people. Um, this, this is melanoma kind of, Well, it could it? be a melanoma. We're not suggesting every mole is a melanoma. Yeah, it's no. not, but, but yeah, that's one of the things... But Everybody has moulds. Yeah, they do. Everybody. Yeah, most people. Right, but are you worried if it changes colour? Yeah, you are. Read, read on because I think that's quite an interesting. Change shape. Read, read on the whole thing. <laughs> Go on. It, you know, it says it has now changed shape and is more of a brown skin tag. Yes, but she also said it's on her breast. Also on her breast. On her breast, exactly. And so what's different about your breast? Well, because I don't like skin changes over the breast. Oh. Because sometimes skin changes over the breast are not skin changes at all. They're changes to the underlying breast tissue. So I would suggest that women who have new skin lesions or skin changes over their breasts should go to their doctor have a breast examination. It's probably an innocent skin tag. She describes it. It sounds like a skin tag. It's, you know, it's brown. It's, right, it's okay. pedunculated or whatever. It's probably grand. But I think that should be checked. 
I think we, uh, Patricia, we're going to give Dr. Kelly a wages increase because Billy says I had ingrowing hair on my chin, grew a beard and it worked. It will exactly. Oh, brilliant. I need a pay You're rise. Astonishing. You're a- unbelievable. What about any advice for speaking on ingrowing? What about ingrowing toenails? Ingrowing toe- yeah, they're, they're an awful nuisance. Um, grow your toenails again a bit longer, a bit like your hair and your How chin. How can you grow them longer if they're growing in? in? Well, you, need, you know the prou- proud flesh, George? The, the cuticles that come over the side yeah. of the nails needs to be eased back in warm, salty water. Um, just tell me one thing. Was there, up, up at the top of the list of questions there, was there something cardiac? What was, was there a cardiac one early on that caught my eye earlier? No, there was, but it was the lady who had anxiety. Okay, yeah, well, we did send her to the doctor, didn't yeah, we? Yeah, yeah. Okay. The ingrown toenail is dodgy. I knew somebody who died under you anesthetic. I swear to God, I swear to God. That's nonsense. Nonsense, because they're done under local. Nonsense. I'm always terrified of anesthetic. Local Excuse anesthetic like is an ingrown toenail. Well, now, this is extraordinary. I left this until near the end. Well, good. There's nothing your man likes more than a fillet steak. Okay. Within 90 minutes, he's got diarrhea. Okay. Now he says it also happens like curry. Now I can understand curry. Can't understand fillet steak. Well, they're not dis. When well, they're not the same food, but the but the causative effect is the same. This is a guy who, for whatever reason, his bowel is reacting to certain foods, and lots of people are like that. Particular, I don't know how old this person is. Particular as they get older, an eighty-year-old and a twenty-year-old cannot eat in the same fashion. They just can't. They can't eat the same level of starch, and they can't eat the same level of spicy food, or they can't eat the same level of maybe onions or chilies or all sorts of things. There's things you can't eat as you as you age, and this guy not true. It is true. And this guy can't eat fillet steak for whatever reason at the moment. Now, sometimes that's because he uh, doesn't eat much meat at all and his his digestive enzymes aren't used to coping with a a pure load of meat protein. And it could be something as simple as that. Or he may have irritable bowel. But here's the thing. Listen to your body. If you're not able to tolerate curry or fillet steak, don't eat curry or fillet steak. Uh, uh, That is now. You see, this is where... You're not willing to give up the fillet steak. Yeah. Look Look at the alternative for the poor fella. He's okay if I eat salad every day. Are you going to... Uh, this is Patricia, this is a patronising retort you were cribbing about. Are you going to confine this guy to a salad every day for the rest of his I'm life? I'm going to confine... Your, I mean, that's where medicine overcomes... That's the nanny state. Uh, listen, all I'm saying is he needs to listen to his body. There are things that, not, you know, that you can't eat. It disagrees with you. I can't eat licorice. It's disgusting. The other thing is modern razors, you know, all these fancy dandy yeah. razors, yeah. they lead to ingrowing things because they cut in a different way. Yeah, you know what, that ingrown fella, he might, the ingrown hair in his chin fella, might want an electric razor because it doesn't give you a very close shave. And if you have less of a close shave, you have a little bit more stubble going on, you might find it a little bit easier to avoid he the He says hairs. the blue disposable ones that you get for top and tape <laughs> are really good. Do you think he's referring to me here, the listener, when he says, good God, self-absorbed, ignorant pig? Would that be me? <laughs> it could be either of us, George, in fairness. I, it could be both of us. I really don't know. Thank you for that, though. We, we cut, love those kind of contributions. Peter says, cut a small V in the top yes, centre of the that's toenail. That's another thing you can ingrown. do. Yeah, you cut a, a, a wedge resection. You, you take out the, the, a V in the centre, but also just grow them longer and keep pushing the proud flesh or the cuticles back. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's good you're doing this job tonight because it's time for George to retire. Move on. It's diabolical, SH1T, and getting worse. Um, This one, 
Tony in Galway. Tony in Galway. Hi, Tony. I got a pinched nerve in my hip, lower back four years ago. It was the worst pain I've ever had. I couldn't walk. Still to this day, I'm doubled over with pain running down his leg. Are you going to answer this or is the self-absorbed ignorant pig going to answer this? Or maybe I'm one and the same. You try. You Um, try answering it. Okay, he's got sciatica. Sciatica is caused by a nerve root being pinched in his lower back. He needs his lower back to be looked at with an MRI and he may need some kind of neurosurgery or he may need lots and lots of physio and decompression or he may need a medication that treats nerve pain, which is not your straightforward painkiller because they don't work very effectively for nerve pain. But it doesn't have to be sciatica. It doesn't... Can't they do something now where you get... What's the fellow who puts you to sleep? An anaesthetist. An anaesthetist. Where they get an anaesthetist, they put you on on like a cross and you're lying on the yes. cross. Yes. He, he has an x-ray machine. He's yes. looking in this and he injects yes. a long-term yes, anaesthetic. Does. Yes, people would do Would Tony have, consider that? Well, he should consider it, But he needs an MRI and he needs a referral because he's in a bad way. He doesn't have to suffer on for four years with this. There are things that no, can be done. No, that's what I want to say no. to him. He could just get a simple injection. Well, it could be that. Because right. I'm so self-absorbed. I had exactly what he's talking about. And it fixed. Exactly, Tony. Right. Sorry, Doc. Jane Cork says my ingrown to- toenail was done under general anaesthetic. Depends on the state of the growth. Thank you very much. That seems that seems very excessive. All to those me. scared of general anaesthetics, we're going to set up a self-help uh, center. We'll all have our own it'll turkey. Be, it'll be. <laughs> we'll all have our own turkey when we go on airplanes. Uh, Thanks, Kira Kelly. Kira will be back Thanks, next week with the Right Hook Health Checkup. Uh, oh, yeah. I'm going to be talking about Easter because, of course, it moves. So you don't know whether you can take the kids on holiday or not. So, therefore, should we fix the date? That's next. <laughs>